top of the evening to you. Happy St. Patrick's Day weekend, everybody. You're listening to the How Do You Do Review right here on CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg on Bell MTS Channel 713 here in Churchill and across Manitoba. And hello to our friends listening in the place that does Patty's Day right. St. John's, Newfoundland, out there on CHMR 93.5 FM. Now, if I recall, it's been a while now, I know. The last two Paddy's days didn't go off like they normally would, right? The pandemic just started in 2020, and last year there were still a bunch of restrictions all over the place, so this year will probably be a little closer to normal, though I'm still sure it's going to take until maybe next year to get back to the Paddy's that we all know and love. And uh, if you're a regular listener to the program, you'll know that we love our Newfoundland and Irish tunes, so we'll be playing some of those favorites. And we'll also be playing the first half of our chat with Gordon Stoby, JJ Guy, and Kathy Spruill, who were here in Churchill last week to do some workshops. Uh, Gordon and JJ on the fiddle, Kathy was the accompanist, I think is how you say it. Uh, You'll see during the interview, I had a tough time with that word, but I think I got it. Um, yeah, they were here to do some shows for Aurora Winterfest here in Churchill. We had a great chat, and they played some tunes for us, but there's just no way to fit it all into one show. So here's the plan. Uh, we play the first half of the interview this week, the second half next week, and when that's done, we will also release a special podcast featuring the entire interview and the concert that they gave us, and that will be available also next week when our podcast goes live, which is every Friday night. So why don't you take the opportunity now to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode or an exclusive goodie like the full aforementioned interview slash concert. We will get to part one of that a little later, but for now, let's get those Paddy's Day tunes going. Here's Jerry Harrington, Owen O'Sullivan, and Paul DeGray, the Smoky Chimney, here on the How Do You Do Review, CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg. Thank you. 
listening to the How Do You Do Review on CKUW 95.9 FM Winnipeg.
felt the connection there with a beautiful tune. Song for Ireland from their 2009 album Calvert's Dream. Shani Ganuk before them with the song that kicked off one of the best Shani Christmas concerts at the Delta Hotel in St. John's. That was called Do I Let Me Go Girl, which you can find on the great record Rockin' on the Water, released back in 2013. And to start this St. Patrick's Day show off was Jerry Harrington, Owen O'Sullivan, and Paul DeGray. They call the album The Smoky Chimney. It came out in 1996, and the tunes we heard there were Yellow Waddle, Taylor's Thimble, and Timmy Clifford's. Now, I did mention that I think that as far as North America goes, Newfoundland is a place to be for St. Patrick's Day. Now, I've only ever spent one there, but it was pretty epic. We were at O'Reilly's on George Street from about 7.30 a.m. so that we could get in and find a good spot till about 1.30 the next morning. And it was everything I hoped it would be, and more. We had the Irish breakfast buffet to start that morning. Uh, eggs, tea, bacon, black pudding, soda bread toast, grilled tomatoes, and beans, if I recall. And I always thought beans were an odd breakfast food, but it, it, I guess it fit. I guess it fit, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to make beans for breakfast uh, by myself, but on that day, it works, yeah. Uh, my pal Mike and I saw some great acts on stage, too, throughout the day. And I'm going to play some of those folks for you now. And I'll start with one of the first that we saw that day. A legend in Irish Newfoundland music, formerly of Ryan's Fancy. Here's Fergus O'Byrne on CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg. There's a noble fleet of whalers sailing from Dundee. On a western ocean passage We started on the trip And we flew along just like a song In a gallant whaling ship T'was the second Sunday morning Just after leaving port We met a heavy south gale That washed away our boat It washed away our quarterdeck Our stanchions just as well And so we said the whole she bang And floating in the gale Oh, the wind was on our quarter And the engines working free There's not another whaler can be the old Bellina, you need the try me sons For we challenged all the great and small from Monday to St. John's Art Jackson set his canvas, fair weather got its steam But Captain Guy, the daring boy, came plunging through the stream And Mullins in the husky tried to beat the blooming lot But to beat the old Bellina was something he could not there's the noble Terra Nova, a model without doubt. The Arctic and Aurora, they talk so much about. Our Jackman's model mailboat, the terror of the sea, trying to beat the Opaliner on a passage from Dundee. Oh, the wind was on a quarter, and the engine's working free. There's not another whaler that sails the Arctic Sea. Can beat the Opalina, you need the try me sons. For we challenge all but great and small from Dundee to St. John's. Now 
back in old St. John's where rum is very cheap. So we'll drink a health to Captain Guy who brought us all the deep. A health to all our sweethearts and to our wives up fair. Not another ship could make the trip with a blainer, I declare. For oh, the wind was on her quarter and the engines working free. There's not another whaler that sails the Arctic Sea. Can beat the old Polina, you needn't try me, sons. But we challenged all but great and small from Monday to St. John.
ahead. <laughs> That's why I folks uh, as promised here we are with uh, gordon stoby jj guy and the uh, comp- how do you say it i am though just the word accompanist 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 yeah kathy spruill uh how are you guys enjoying churchill so far it's great it's great the temperature is lovely 
the the lights have been fabulous. Lights have been really yeah, good. Yeah, the street lights came on every day we were here. <laughs> and it was great. And uh, we just had a wonderful time. And this is time number three up here for you yeah. three, yeah. three, three, oh, three. First for My Kathy. First, first yeah. for Kathy. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Not the last. Not yeah. Defi- yeah. Definitely not the last. You know, the, but... it, the interesting thing I find is like the wind polishes the streets to the point where you could skate on them. You could. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. absolutely could. It's, uh, but you, but it's also, as far as attraction goes, because it's just snow that's packed, packed, yeah. packed. It actually makes for really good, good traction. You could skate on there, no problem, yeah. but you could also oh, grip on them. Yeah. You could also like stop your car in a dime. The polishing. Maybe you should leave your shoes out there tonight. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's up with that? So what brings you guys to Churchill? Your you mom, folks. Yes, my your mom. Your mom, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if people out there don't know, your mom is runs a music program in the school, and so uh, we've met at at camps in the south, and so we get to be friends. And then she said one time, she said, "You guys want to come up here and do some work with the kids," and uh, that was the first time we came. And so she's been our really our you know our godmother here. Uh, she's brought us here, and. Uh, yeah, so that's I guess that's how we got here. And we started you start meeting the kids and you start to, you know, have relationships. This business is mostly about making relationships. And if you can make relationships, there's there's work for everybody if you can do that. It seems that way. And the uh, and I know you folks through my mom being the the chaperone on a lot of her fiddle trips yeah. that she would take her kids on and uh, and yeah, and even just as somebody who doesn't play really uh, it's just, it, you know, I I know some of the players and I know some of the, the tunes. I can pick a lot of these fiddle tunes by ear. Now, I tried to pick up a fiddle once because I thought, how neat would it be to be able to, like, play with my mom or be, you know, hang out with the choir or at least be able to accompany them or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> like, no matter what I did, it was like the Jim, uh, Jim Carrey in... Uh, Dumb and Dumber. I want to hear the most annoying oh, sound yeah, in the yeah. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 me playing the playing the fiddle. So it is really neat, and I and as an observer, I've seen that happen. Like the connections that are made between the various players, just from and that's just the one or two jamborees or camps that I go to. And you guys, how many do you guys play in throughout the year? Would you say eight uh, <laughs> hundred? No, it's a lot. We do a lot of camps, and the camps can be. They can be one day long. They can be two, three, four, five, five days long at a camp, mm-hmm. and uh, and so you're there. And, and and those are relationships. The thing that you, you have to know about fiddle music is there in each of the zones in Canada, uh, fiddle zones. You know, Cape Breton's a separate one. Newfoundland's a separate one. Quebec is a separate one. And then there's the rest of Canada. And even there, there's subsets. There's a repertoire. It's a common repertoire. It's the same tune. So if you go to uh, if you go to Vancouver, you can play with people. You'll, you'll know 80% of the tunes that the average player would know. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to talk. We don't have to know how much money you make or what kind of a house you live in. We get together and Thank we God. Play. <laughs> yeah. Short end of the stick for me. Yeah. And it's, so that common repertoire binds us together often too. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And, and I just from traveling a little bit through the country, yeah, the, diff- the different zones, like... Uh, um, especially Newfoundland, which uh, which this show also airs in on Monday. Hello, Newfoundland. Uh, yeah, they they have a whole different. It's the same same sort of thing, and I never even thought of that before. Where it's you have the different zones, and 
a player from uh, from Thunder Bay can meet a, a player from Fort McMurray, and they're like, yeah. they can they can pretty much play like you said, eighty percent of the tunes. But if a player from Thunder Bay meets a player from Carboneer, then they share their repertoire. That jam session will be over in ten minutes. I guess they're so, so eh? different. The repertoires are so different, and the same with Quebec. You know, we lived next to Quebec for how many hundreds of years, and and we have a very little crossover repertoire with Quebec. There are some tunes, but by and large, it's it's a foreign country. Wow, yeah, that, and that makes sense. So, do you guys just do your your circuit in the West, or do you guys also go to Quebec or the other zones, Cape Breton, all that? Stuff? The biggest chunk is done in the West here mm-hmm. for us, but you know, we do do some playing out in New Brunswick and mm-hmm. Nova Scotia. In the and the north, yeah. yeah, a lot in the north. So Northwest Territories, Yukon. COVID but, has killed two of our great gigs in Nova Scotia. Mm. We were booked for two years for the first, for the same uh, fiddle festival as the, the high, the, you know, the what do you call them? Not, not the stars, the featured act or the headliners. Headliners, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, it's been so long since you've been headlining. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, I can't even. I, like, I was thinking something to do with a hat. Isn't a thing inside of a hat. <laughs> anyway, so it, you know, two. Well, you were sweating when you were talking about it. <laughs> it was, uh, I was, I was leaking. So, so you know, and so COVID has really COVID has interrupted some things very seriously, like that kind of thing. Another thing COVID has interrupted, just to go on a different track here, COVID has seriously, seriously impacted dancing. You know, for two, oh, three yeah. years, we've had no dances. We don't. You can't have dances. You can't touch anybody. You can't be around people. Um, so it's it's been difficult. That's a huge part of what you do. A big part of what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. Because a lot of this music is kind of geared towards the dance. Like it's designed to fit in with the dance, right? Well, sure. Well, at uh, the Hills Are Alive Festival in um, Cypress Hills, Alberta, uh, the uh, oh, what is the there? What is that? The big one that. Uh, that everybody does, where they go in the lines and Virginia Reel. Hey, Virginia Reel. Virginia Reel. Virginia Reel. Yeah. yeah, like just that's like because everybody touches everybody. It seems in yeah. in yeah. that one, and then the square dances and all that kind of stuff. That is a huge part of what you do, and that totally makes sense. That COVID has kind of kiboshed the dancing, whether it's through people's discomfort of doing it or whether it's against the law. I suppose. I think it's against the law a lot of times, you know, and, and even being six feet apart, you know, all the time, six feet apart with masks on, no touching. It's, it's, that's not what dancing is. Of course. Dancing, dancing yeah. is up close and personal and uh, it's got to be that way, you know. Yeah. Square dancing too, yeah. same thing. Well, you guys have tried dancing with, with ropes. ropes and your, your mom used sticks. Right. Yeah. So the kids don't touch each other. And the sticks thing actually worked nicely. What I liked about the sticks was they could keep time because, with the music yeah. in between. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like yeah. having a bunch of little... So bonus. silver lining, of course, but it's uh, but it doesn't replace the no, the no, real the no, real thing. Yeah. No, really, Probably no. without supervision, somebody would be getting whacked with a stick. Yeah, they could be losing an eye. <laughs> no, you, want, you really got to get your arm wrapped around it you know, a winsome young filly to, to dance with and you really get the moves and work together and, and have a, you know, a, a symbiotic uh, relationship. Yeah. Of course. That's what it's, that's what it's all about. Like all about. the hokey pokey is the same. A hokey pokey is the same. You put yeah. your foot in, you pull your <laughs> That's what it's all about. Yeah. You know, speaking of the dances, what's the wildest thing you've seen at the dance? For me, 
it was that uh, the square dance one where you charge towards the other couple and then you split off. Torpedo. Torpedo. Oh, that's torpedo. it. Oh man! You hold your partner and you run down the middle, and the other ones are running. And the other at couple you. runs right at you. Right at you. That's a legit dance. That's a legitimate dance. It's a legit couple. And so the people running from the bottom end of the hall have to, at the last oh. moment, split. And let these people go through. Like and every time I do, I see this done, I'm thinking to myself, tonight's the night <laughs> we see four people in the hospital with concussions. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, what happened to you guys? Uh, we were dancing. 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 <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, why don't we go ahead and play a tune first? Uh, well, you guys are going to play a tune more specifically, and then we'll uh, we'll come back, and then we'll kind of get to know you guys, so we can find a little bit more about you. Uh, what is the first tune that you guys are going to play for us? We're going to play the Cranbrook Kitchen Party. So we wrote this tune, much like the Cypress Hills uh, you were talking about. Uh, we played uh, a Métis kitchen party in Cranbrook, B.C., and our friend Amy Cross organizes it. And we have, uh, because it's grown in size, we usually end up doing it in a hall or in a, a, a conference center of a hotel. And the f there's food there, and people bring instruments, and people are singing and playing music all the time. We're hired to to play the fiddle portion while the Red River Jig and the dancing, as we were talking about before, mm -hmm. the Elanto Polka, and Gordon calls a couple squares there. And, of course, there's usually bannock tasting contests, and people bring moose stew, and, oh, man, it's fantastic. That's perfect. And when, when what time of the year is that usually? That's usually March is yeah, where early, it happens. Uh, Springer. But did, again, they have, did they have one this year? or are they? No. Gonna... I don't think they're planning one. Well, I don't know. I haven't talked to Amy yeah. for a while, but... But we always have fun there, so so we wanted to to write a tune. To we try and write tunes to kind of capture either a moment in time or a personality of somebody we're writing the tune for. And so, hopefully, with this tune, we captured a little bit of the spirit of the Cranbrook Kitchen Party. Super. All right, here it is on the How Do You Do Review, CKUW ninety five point nine FM in Winnipeg and ninety three point five FM CHMR St. John's. One, two, in. <laughs>
All right, the Cranbrook Kitchen Party, or I guess Cran Cranbrook Kitchen Cranbrook. Party. Yeah. I won't throw the in there when there's when there's <laughs> no the. So uh, you know, Gordon, I was I knew you were already invested in the Order of Canada, uh, and then I was like, well, let's see what other awards he's won. But we don't have that much time. It's not that many, but there's you know awards are funny things. Like you know you're you're happy to be recognized. Sure. Some some awards are like okay, this is the end of a career, so we'll give them this is a like a lifetime achievement award or something. Yeah. So so then, uh, but but you know in in our business you just you're only as good really as your last gig. You just keep chugging along and chugging along, and finally there there are a lot of musicians, and I'll be one of them eventually. That just uh, retires, you know. You say, "Well, I've done that. Now I'm going to start something else. I'm going to work on a different project." But, but uh, it's it's so much fun that uh, I can't I can't stop now. Yeah, and you've been you've been in the music game for a while. So um, since I was seven, since you were seven. Well, I wasn't doing it, you know, professionally. But that's when you picked. Was the fiddle your first instrument, or was no? My first instrument was the accordion, and it was my parents were were immigrants. Piano accordion. Or uh, yeah, piano accordion. Okay. So my my parents were immigrants here, so they and from where they came from, um, the accordion looked like a good bet. And it was sort of in rock and roll was developing, mm-hmm. and the accordion was not a good bet. <laughs> I needed a guitar, and I got an accordion, and uh, my disappointment was, I guess, palpable. But uh, <laughs> it, I, I just started a new regime of whining. Until they they finally got me a guitar, <laughs> and then I was off to the races. Yeah, and when did you pick up a fiddle? Uh, I was living in Toronto, and it was in I was in the, my late twenties, and I was playing lots of different instruments, just enjoying them. And I went to Dave Snyder's music store on Young Street North, and there was a fiddle case on the floor, dusty and whatever. And I said, so "What's in there?" And he said, "That's a fiddle in there." So I opened it up, and there was a fiddle and a bad bow and a little broken piece of rosin. Mm. And I said, "How much?" He said, ten dollars." with a curb and gutter guarantee. I said, what's a curb and gutter guarantee? He said, you make it to the curb, you gutter. And that was it. <laughs> Once you got to there, you don't ever bring this thing back, he said. No returns. And I didn't. And I played that. I started to play. I went out and bought a, a 78 record, 25 Canadian fiddle hits. And I started to learn the first one. And I just, I, I didn't know how to hold it, didn't know how to hold the bow. The only thing I knew, which I had carped from one of the books, was how to tune it. So I would tune it up and... and uh, and play, hmm. start to play, and then uh, I see that uh, you played with a band called the Dixie Flyers in Ontario. And one thing hmm. I wanted to 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 ask too, um, as part of that question, is uh, there is a, a somewhat local connection. Uh, Willie P. Bennett yeah. was in the group. Uh, to Winnipeg people, he's a bit of a folk hero. He yeah. has some connections with the D Rangers. Uh, Jackson Haldane uh, produced his last album, I believe. Hmm. And that kind of comes full circle because Jackson from the D Rangers and all the D Rangers are friends of my parents. So it's just yeah. such a such a neat thing to kind of uh, have that. But anyway, uh, the Dixie Dixie, Dixie Flyers. Flyers yeah. Tell me about them. The, that was a uh, one of the first really hardworking commercial bluegrass bands. There were other bluegrass bands before, but they'd they'd make a, a vinyl album and then they'd go back to their day jobs and you wouldn't hear from them anymore. The Flyers were a serious bunch, and they had the leader and the mandolin player were the, the founders, mm-hmm. and they were uh, probably the the least actually talented people in the group. 
but they had a lot of energy, especially the uh, the, the band leader, Bert Bombeck, who was a guitar player. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot from Bert Bombeck about front manning. Like, he was a front man that you could come and see the flyers, and the flyers could all be sleeping on the floor, and Bert would still have the audience <laughs> in the palm of his hand. So they were there, but they had amazing sidemen. Dennis LePage, when I played with him, Dennis LePage, incredibly well-known banjo player. And Willie P. and I played in that band together for, I was more of a sit-in guy than a regular. Mm-hmm. And Willie P. and I would do all the twin fiddle things. Him on the harmonica playing the melody and me on the fiddle playing the harmonies. And it sounded great. And and uh, we had a, a, a really good bass player, Dave Zadrillic. And the band was popular everywhere we went. People lined up to get in. So And, and you were with them for how long? Well, I was in with them off and on for probably three or four years. We did two vinyl albums together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would only, I lived way on the other side of Toronto, and so it was a long way. So I, the bigger gigs, they would call me. Any festivals I went in, um, you know, we opened for Lesser Flat, and just stuff like that, they would call me and I'd go down to do it. Okay, and then last last week on the program, we played a, a song from uh, the Ladies' Choice Bluegrass Band. So yeah. tell me how you ended up uh, with that. Well, when I moved here. to Nova Scotia, my wife Marlene and I moved to Nova Scotia, um, I had been playing a lot with the Flyers, and I thought, gee, I'm going to find some guys to play bluegrass with. So we cobbled together a little bit of a band, and we started playing, and, and then we just got popular, and uh, and we did a couple of albums on the boot label, two, two records on the boot label. And um, and then the band, and then we got a TV gig. We got to be the, the house band on, on a show called Up Home Tonight. And I was the MC, the, the front guy, and mm-hmm. the band played, and we did that for three years. And then the band broke up, and I put together a different band to be the, the host band on Up Home Tonight. And that was a really popular TV show in the Maritimes for eight years. Yeah, it, it had been a while. And then another thing I saw was uh, that you're no stranger to radio either. You hosted a show on uh, CHFX. Yeah, CHFX. I hosted that. I don't even know how long. Now, a good friend of JJ's... Um, uh, Vic Mullen? Vic Mullen, yeah. He had that show, and then he moved somewhere, and somebody called me and said, look, you want to take over Vic's show? So I thought, you know, a couple months. I think it was probably 14 years. Oh, wow. I did that show. It was an FM show, and a one hour a week. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was it was the, the CRTC made this station, the FM station, have a bunch of programming like they had a gospel mm-hmm. hour and an Irish hour and a Scottish hour and a Greek hour and this bluegrass hour and and then when the CRTC softened up Scottish people were gone the Greek people were gone the Irish people all that was left was a Newfie show and me and I could see the writing on the wall and one day the station manager came in he was about 12 he came in he said well Gordon this is going to be your last show like we can't do it anymore and I said well <laughs> what are you going to tell the fans said, listen to this and he said I, we don't care about those fans they're not country music fans, so we don't Cause, care. Because it's a it turned into a country music. It was a, all, all along was country oh, music, was like, and this was stuck into. Uh, you know? So he right. said, uh, "We don't care about those people. They're not country fans, so we don't care about them." And uh, uh, but I'm going to do one thing for you. I'm going to let you do one last show. We never do this because people go on rants and all kind of horrible stuff. Can happen. Yeah. He said, "We're going to let you do one last show. You can say goodbye to your fans." And so I didn't, and I went away. And you know, when I stopped doing that show, it was like, oh man. So half an hour into town, half an hour planning it, an yeah, hour doing yeah, the yeah. show, hour going like three hours, four hours per show, unpaid. It was a volunteer thing. Yeah. So I thought to myself, man, 
why the heck did I ever stick around for a long time? <laughs> did you ever think about doing a rant? No, <laughs> well, no, 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 not really. But I had a alter, I had alter, an alter character. <laughs> I had the old fella, so I would had this voice, and that had this old fella thing. So old fella, what are we putting on next? Well, there, young fella, I guess we got something here by the Stanley Brothers. We're gonna listen to that, and that's a darn toe tapper if there ever was one. <laughs> so I would have to do this, this phony thing back and forth. One day I took my son in when he was about six. I said, "Okay, Morgan." Introduce this song, and he, you know, he introduced us. Like, yeah, hey, next song we're gonna do, they're gonna do something here by Bill Monroe. <laughs> so, I just, I, so I, you I, had a young feller I, and I, an old feller. I, 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 I stopped <laughs> trying to stay between the lines. It didn't, it didn't wasn't that interesting. Just, oh man, maybe Joe will have an alter ego on his show you now should. coming up. Well, one of these days, you know, if it, if uh, if the if the Joe Stover persona gets a bit too boring, then I can. Hey, how's everybody doing out there? And the sound effects. Pew, 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 you know? yeah. Okay, but that's that's been done. But that's been done. I don't know what I do. Okay, like... Let's give us a little taste of, of what you would do if you were doing like a an old backwoods guy from like, from Churchill who yeah. came in with a trap line. Polar and, bear man. Yeah, polar bear man. Polar bear man. Yeah, so I, what would that be? That would be something like, um, what kind of show are you going to play today? I don't like that. New music. Well, you go ahead and play the George Jones or something for Christ's sake. <laughs> he's something on, like that. Yeah. He's, on, he's on a little like Macho Man, Randy Savage. Yeah, well, I'm, Ooh, I'm, yeah, channel, I'm channel, channeling for... Randy Savage and uh, Wolfman Jack. Yeah. yeah. If you got the curves, I got the angles, baby. Oh! <laughs> Wonderful. If it, I wish Wolfman Jack hadn't been done because I think that that would be. Yeah. Uh, but I always end up once I'm done doing Wolfman, then I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but do you see that uh, you know just the regular Joe might be uh, a little, a little low key? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I think you should fire that up once mm. in a while. We'll see. That's a, I'll, I'll keep that in my because yeah. I mean it's, I've been doing the show almost two years now, and I think once. Once once listenership maybe. starts going down, maybe then I'll have to start yeah, yeah, pulling yeah. out the <laughs> yeah. yeah. COVID Joe appears. <laughs> COVID Joe has appeared. I oh. think it's been COVID Joe this whole time. Uh, we'll uh, get to know uh, the other two in the room after another two. And what tune is next? I think we're going to play Two Rivers. Yeah, Two Rivers yeah. works. Two Rivers. Two Rivers. That's a tune we uh, we JJ and I travel to uh, in a lot of the places we travel to to do uh, camps. A lot of cities are built on rivers, you know, from long, long ago when the fur trade went up and down the river. So, so a lot, a lot of them have, have. There's a river coming into another river, the junction, and they they build a fort there and they collect the furs and all that stuff. So, Winnipeg's a lot an of, easy. Uh, Winnipeg's an example. Yeah. Uh, the North Saskatchewan, they don't meet in Regina, but just away a little ways away from mm -hmm. Regina. Um, and in uh, when we go to to uh, Castlegar. Uh, the Mackenzie River and the Kootenai River meets the uh, the the uh, other river, Freeze. the other river, Kootenai and, and the Columbia and the Columbia, the big one. You know, they yeah. make the, the the ones that make all the sports gear, the nice jackets. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It meets right there, and these are big, big rivers, and and so there's lots of them, and so we were kind of thinking about you know these two rivers meander separately, and they get their own thing going. They're meandering, both meandering in the key of D, okay, and they go together, and all of a sudden. The confluence happens, and the two merge. There's never a fight. It slides. It's like like a well-oiled machine. They slide together and travel on to the next place, and and they're they're mingling 
lines are mingled in there like that. And so this is this is pretty deep. I don't know if you want to go that deep with the, this. Well, stuff, hey, it's uh, we're all big dorks that listen to this show. We're all big fans of watersheds and rivers and things. Okay, like that. well so that that that, that yeah. make that and that makes it perfect because I mean the Red River and the Assiniboine, like the Red River comes from. Uh, you know, the headwaters are <clears throat> down near, you know, South Dakota, Iowa area before everything comes, or, sorry, yeah. uh, somewhere around there, yeah. South Dakota and somewhere around there, let's just yeah. say, to be to be precise. So it comes from pretty much straight south, and then you have the Assiniboine, whose headwaters are kind of uh, around, like, the Duck Mountains of Saskatchewan. Yeah. Yeah. Priestville, Saskatchewan, actually, yeah. they say. That There you go, and it's actually kind of neat. When you're taking the train from Churchill to Winnipeg, you cross the Assiniboine in Saskatchewan, just uh, just around Camsack, and then uh, and then you cross it again right before Union Station in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. And like when you see it in Saskatchewan, it's this little brook, and when you see it again in Winnipeg, it's at its biggest right before it yeah. enters the red, as That's you say, so so peacefully and and onward north it goes. And this this uh, leads to talk of thermoclines and all. Like things like that, the epilimnions. These are talk things we talk about all the time, <laughs> with regard to rivers and lakes and such. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. So let's hear it right now. How about two rivers on the How Do You Do review? I just start right. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. <laughs> are you gonna count it in or not? No. No, I have the pickups, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
That's part one of our interview with Gordon Stoby and J.J. Guy, also known as Twin Fiddles, accompanied by Kathy Spruill on the piano. We just heard Two Rivers recorded live off the floor of Churchill Back Porch Music, and we'll be playing the rest of the chat and songs from the three of them on next week's program. And you can get the full interview and concert as a podcast next week as well. The How Do You Do Review is produced for and by CKUW 95.9 FM at the University of Winnipeg and was recorded this week in Churchill, Manitoba. The show is also lovingly shared with our great friends in St. John's, Newfoundland on CHMR 93.5 FM. You can find us online, howdoyoudoreview.tumblr.com. You can find us on Facebook and you can get the podcast wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Happy St. Paddy's weekend, folks. Stay safe. And if you can't be good, then for goodness sakes, at least be careful. See you next week.